Good morning. Uh, Just a reminder, next week is Rally Day, so the Sunday School will be meeting downstairs in the Undercroft uh, for an opening, and uh, they have some prizes, I believe. John and Connie Canale will be giving out to some of the kids who did a a CPH reading project over the year, and also I guess there is a big grand prize for some of the kids. So uh, that will all take place in the Undercroft, and then afterward, the Sunday schools will uh, be dismissed. So again, if you have kids that are going to be in Sunday school, come on down to the Undercroft next week. The Old Testament reading for this, the 13th Sunday after Pentecost, is from the 30th chapter of Deuteronomy. See, I have set before you today life and good, death and evil. If you obey the commandments of the Lord your God that I command you today... By loving the Lord your God, by walking in his ways, and by keeping his commandments and his statutes and his rules, then you shall live and multiply. And the Lord your God will bless you in the land that you are entering to take possession of it. But if your heart turns away, and you will not hear, but are drawn away to worship other gods and serve them, I declare to you today that you shall surely perish. You shall not live long in the land that you are going over the Jordan to enter and possess. I call heaven and earth to witness against you today that I have set before you life and death, blessing and curse. Therefore, choose life that you and your offspring may live, loving the Lord your God, obeying his voice and holding fast to him. For he is your life and length of days that you may dwell in the land that the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, to give them. This is the word of the Lord. Our epistle reading is from Philemon. Paul, a prisoner for Christ Jesus, and Timothy, our brother. To Philemon, our beloved fellow worker, and Aphia, our sister, and Archippus, our fellow soldier, and the church in your house. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God always when I remember you in my prayers, because I hear of your love and of the faith that you have toward the Lord Jesus and all the saints. And I pray that the sharing of your faith may become effective for the full knowledge of every good thing that is in us for the sake of Christ. For I have derived much joy and comfort from your love, my brother, because the hearts of the saints have been refreshed through you. Accordingly, though I am bold enough in Christ to command you to do what is required, yet for love's sake, I prefer to appeal to you. I, Paul, an old man and now a prisoner also for Christ Jesus, I appeal to you for my child, Onesimus whose father I became in my imprisonment. Formerly he was useless to you, but now he is indeed useful to you and to me. I am sending him back to you, sending my very heart. I would have been glad to keep him with me in order that he might serve me on your behalf during my imprisonment for the gospel, but I preferred to do nothing without your consent in order that your goodness might not be by compulsion, but of your own free will. For this is perhaps is why he was parted from you for a while, that you might have him back forever, no longer as a slave, but more than a slave, 
as a beloved brother, especially to me, but how much more to you, both in the flesh and in the Lord. So if you consider me your partner, receive him as you would receive me. If he has wronged you at all or owes you anything, charge that to my account. I, Paul, write this with my own hand. I will repay it. To say nothing of your owing me even your own self. Yes, brother, I want some benefit from you in the Lord. Refresh my heart in Christ. Confident of your obedience, I write to you, knowing that you will do even more than I say. This is the word of the Lord, the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 14th chapter. Now great crowds accompanied Jesus, and he turned and said to them, If anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father and mother, and wife and children, and brothers and sisters, yes, and even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. Whoever does not bear his own cross and come after me, Cannot be my disciple. For which of you, desiring to build a tower, does not first sit down and count the cost, whether he has enough to complete it? Otherwise, when he has laid a foundation and is not able to finish, all who see it begin to mock him, saying, This man began to build and was not able to finish. Or what king, going out to encounter another king in war, will not sit down first and deliberate whether he is able with 10,000 to meet him who comes against him with 20,000? And if not, while the other is yet a great way off, he sends a delegation and asks for terms of peace. So therefore, any one of you who does not renounce all that he has cannot be my disciple. Salt is good, but if salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It is of no use either for the soil or for the manure pile. It is thrown away. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. This is the gospel of the Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Today, a large crowd was following Jesus. You would think that's a good thing. You would think he would want a lot of people following him, right? But then Jesus turned to the crowd and said, If anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father and mother, he cannot be my disciple. That sounds a bit odd. I thought we were to love our parents and honor them. Right? And then Jesus said this. If anyone comes to me and does not hate husband and wife and children and brothers and sisters, it cannot be my disciple. Hate them. Shouldn't husbands and wives love each other? Jesus even said so. And hate children? Parents should love their children. Jesus also said this elsewhere. And after all, Jesus was the one who even invited children to come to him so that they could be blessed. And then today, Jesus ended with maybe the most unique statement yet. If anyone comes to me and does not hate even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. 
Jesus has called us to even hate our own lives. Nowadays, we're told by this world to love everything about ourselves. Jesus says something different. What on earth is Jesus talking about? Let's be very clear about something. You have been called to follow Jesus. And sadly, a lot of things can get in the way of you following Jesus. Over the years, I've seen families get in the way. Mothers and fathers who don't want their children to be Christian. Or just don't want their children getting involved in a church. There are mothers and fathers who will even ridicule their own children's faith in Christ. But you have not been baptized in the name of your father or mother, have you? You were baptized in the name of Jesus. You have been called to follow Jesus. So would you ever let your mother or father get in your way of following Jesus? That's why Jesus said, If anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father or mother, he cannot be my disciple. Husbands and wives, children, brothers and sisters, families. Almost always a mixed bag of people, aren't they? They always have been and they always will be. And families can especially be a mixed bag when it comes to faith. Family members might all start out in the church. But sadly... They don't always end up staying in the church. They don't all keep following Christ. But you have not been called to follow a brother or sister, have you? You were baptized in the name of Jesus, called to follow him. Will you keep following behind him? Or would you let your family steer you away from Christ? That's why he said, if anyone comes to me and does not hate husband and wife and children and brothers and sisters, they cannot be my disciple. And maybe the hardest thing Jesus said today is this. If anyone comes to me and does not hate even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. This is a hard one. We are told by this dying world we live in that we are to love everything about ourselves. We are told we should embrace everything about us. Whether it's having a positive body image, no matter the consequence. Or embracing sexual urges in us that are contrary to nature itself. That the animal world doesn't even embrace. We're told by this world to accept it all. But that's not what Jesus says, is it? Jesus actually said that we are even to hate our own lives. That does not mean we're to hate ourselves to the point that we would end our lives. Not at all. But in a special way, that is exactly What Jesus is talking about. Because God has a way of destroying a part of us. 
while we still get to live. In baptism, you were drowned. In baptism, your sinful nature was drowned. It was killed. Your old Adam, your sinful flesh, your sinful nature that loves everything that is contrary to God. That part of us that we should truly hate with all our body and soul. That part of you was put to death by Christ. Drowned. You were baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. You were stamped with a new name. You have been declared by God to actually be a new person. And now every single day of your life is a new day for you. A new day in which you can remember that Jesus put your sinful flesh to death forever. Every day is a new day for you. To remember that Jesus rose from the dead. And because of that, every single day of your life, you are a brand new person. A new person. Made in the image of God and called by God himself to also follow Jesus out of the grave. Following Jesus can be a hard calling, isn't it? It's even more hard when we hear what Jesus said. Jesus said that if we fail at this, we cannot be his disciple. Jesus said, if anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father and mother and wife and children and brothers and sisters, yes, and even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. Whoever does not bear his own cross, come after me, cannot be my disciple. That is a hard word. Because who of us can do this? Who can do this perfectly? Who here has the ability to cling to Jesus Christ 100% and to do that clinging 100% of the time? Well, the answer is easy. No one. That's why Jesus said, whoever does not come and follow me cannot be my disciple. Jesus has not placed on your shoulders some unbearable load to perfect yourselves. There are plenty of churches that would like to make you think salvation is all up to you. But that's absolutely not true. None of us can keep the law perfectly. None of us, as hard as we try, can live perfect lives perfectly. But Jesus Christ can Why do you think he told everyone to follow him? Jesus did not tell the people to follow their own attempts. He said, follow me. Jesus did not tell the people, follow your own strivings and wrestlings and good luck at perfecting yourselves. No, Jesus said, follow me. And look where Jesus leads us. Jesus always leads us back to where it started so long ago for us. The baptismal font. 
It was at that font when you were baptized that God called you to follow him. It was there at that font that Jesus crucified your sinful nature onto his own cross and declared it dead. It was in baptism so long ago that God gave you the Holy Spirit so that you can believe God's word. You can delight in what God's will is for your lives, even if we do fail at keeping that will. It's back here at the font where Jesus called you to follow him and offered you forgiveness for all of your sins. Jesus knows We don't perfect ourselves. Jesus knows we can't perfect ourselves. That's why Jesus offers forgiveness of our sins. So that you can always be comforted in this life. As you follow Jesus and follow him into the life to come. Being a disciple, a follower of Jesus is not easy. But that does not make you any less of a disciple of Jesus. Following Jesus in this life faithfully is challenging. It's hard. It is most likely the hardest thing you will ever do in your life. But still, Jesus is calling you. He's calling you to follow him every day to the cross. He always wants you to see what he did for you when he nailed all of your sins onto his cross. And Jesus is calling you every day to follow him into a new life. Right now, you have this new, beautiful life of faith in Christ. Nurture that life. Treasure it. Because there are a lot of things in this world that would like to take your life in Christ away from you. Maybe your parents, siblings, maybe family, maybe even we ourselves will sometimes try to sabotage our own lives in Christ. But that's not what your life has to look like. Jesus has called you to follow him. And Jesus is never too far ahead of you as you follow him. He's always walking just a few feet in front of you, speaking to you in his word. Sometimes Jesus is reaching back and nourishing you as you follow him, like he does in the Lord's Supper. And one day as we grow older, as we tire, Jesus won't leave us lagging behind. He could never do that to you. One day, Jesus will stop, turn around, and come back to get you. Until that day comes, may we never stop following him. We can be faithful to him. We can. Because Jesus will always be faithful to you. Amen. And now may the peace of our God, which surpasses our understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.